Taco Brothers Podcast. Where two brothers from another mother come together to talk about what's going on in urban pop culture, sports, music, health, and real issues that face our community. These people here, what they do, they for real. All straight with no chaser and a splash of comedy. <laughs> Very funny. This is Talk, Talk, Talk of Brothers Podcast. Let's get this thing going. And now your hosts, Gody and Smash. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Goldie. And it's your boy, Smash, coming at you. want to welcome you guys to another episode of Talker Brothers Podcast. What's going on, Smash? Episode 18. I'm doing good, man. What's good with you, bro? Oh, nothing much, man. I'm sitting here uh, watching this daggone storm rip through the panhandle of Florida going up through the, going, going through the southeast. Yeah, this Looks is pretty bad, man. The storm ain't playing, man. Uh, it's kind of funny. His name Michael. That don't sound too strong, but he's stronger than the mud going through this. Uh, through these states, man. I'm hoping everybody's safe and you know there ain't too much damage left from it. But it's gonna be some damage though. Yeah, it looked pretty bad, man. With all our well wishes and hoping everybody um, safe and and dry as they can get. But that storm looked pretty bad. But you know, usually like. The, the bad hurricanes usually have the female name. I guess it's the man's turn to have the male name to to be angry. Because last time Harvey was angry, Michael angry, but you know before it was like Rita and Katrina and the women's name. Well, you know it it might be too that you know his, his name Michael and uh, you know the new Michael Myers movie coming out this month. So you know maybe the storm just paying tribute to the movie. Yeah, yeah it might be, but I know one thing. Y'all out there, be safe. I know it's gonna, you won't get my well wishes after we upload the pod, but yeah, just letting you guys know, y'all be safe out there. Yeah, I hope everybody is safe, man. I got a, I got a house that's in the, um, in that storm too. So hopefully, my renters and everybody's safe. And like I said, hopefully not too much damage, man. I was looking at it earlier, and and I know in Panama City it, it looked like it did a, a lot of damage. So. But I ain't see. I've seen where everybody's safe and the buildings are damaged. So I'd rather have that than people dying. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I just hope you got the the wind, the rain, and the flood insurance. You know how they you know how they like to get you. But uh, the storm, <laughs> the damage was caused by wind. You got wind. You got, you got wind damage insurance. No, they got flood. Nah, I didn't have about a flood. Or vice versa. <laughs> yeah. That's how trip. they. That's how they did a lot of people with Katrina. If you didn't have that, it, the, the storm was caused by wind, not by not by rain and floods. Like, oh, it's catch twenty two. I see. Yeah, I can I can see that happening, but we'll see. Hopefully, like every, like I said, everything uh, ends up on a positive note. So yeah, a little, just a little few shingles. Nothing major, no structural damage, nothing like that. Definitely. Yeah. So what you got going on, on the home front, man? Man, nothing much, man. Just um sitting back, chilling, um, you know, enjoying, I guess if how people say enjoying the fruits of my labor. Uh last weekend was a good weekend. I was just able to finally just sit back and relax for a minute, uh, catch up on some of my shows. Not all of them, but catch up on some of my shows. Yeah. So been a couple episodes back I haven't heard you one time say I sparked up the barbecue pit what's going on <laughs> uh, <laughs> no nah, I actually haven't sparked it up in a in a while it's been almost a month now um I don't know man I ain't been I ain't been in a mute mood to uh put something on the barbecue but I have been trying to do a boil man but a little crab boil. Not the pit master extraordinaire. <laughs> you got to feel like smoking something. You got to switch it up. Uh, I want I want some crab legs bad, it, but it's hard to find some crab legs up here, man. Man, you're not about to find the crab legs in the middle of Missouri, bro. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pack you some up and dry. Put them on dries and overnight them to you. But you're gonna pay the shipping. Hey, look, I was I was looking in on on Amazon trying to see how I can get some crabs up. <laughs> Amazon got everything, man. Gonna find me some Did crab you find legs. Some? In, yeah, you find them. It's just if you want to pay for it, but. Yeah, you're going to pay like you wait for some seafood, <laughs> especially if you you want to get it in a timely fashion. Yeah, I mean, it should, I guess. I ain't even look. It should come overnight, but 
man, you can get whatever on Amazon. I, don't, I ain't even gonna lie. You might pay for a surgery on, on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> they got a little bit of everything. Trust me on that. And I'm a, I'm definitely a, a prime member, and I definitely get my money's worth. I wish they just stopped raising the prices every yeah. single year. But yeah. you know, it's just like anything, man. They got me on the hook, and I can't, I can't get off because it's so convenient and so easy to use. Yeah, it is. They I- know it. I love Amazon. I be buying stuff that you can just go right to the store and get. Yeah. <laughs> but I buy yeah. it off Amazon. Because it, it, I mean, nine times ten, it's, it's going to be probably 10% cheaper than what you're going to get because you're paying that retail price. Yeah. Me and the wife have that argument all the time. Like, we could wait. We could just get this from Amazon, but it's going to take two or three days. But you're going to be paying retail price for it. When I go ahead and get 10 or 15%. <laughs> She, she said I squeak when I walk I'm so cheap <laughs> you ain't like uh, the dad on everybody hates Chris's man that's 15 cents of water you done drink right now yeah that's <laughs> hey man these hard economic times every penny count bro every single penny count like we was talking earlier when the wife sat down and did bills it seems like anything that any bill that can fluctuate up or down has 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 been upward on an upward trend so I'm like man this is gotta save it bro because you just don't know yeah hey I, I feel you trust me i'm trying to i'm learning that now so and like you said man these these bills be fluctuating i, I know one time um my water bill had went up and i asked him why i was like we didn't use that much water and then the dude that actually came out and read the meter that time said they do it on an average of what the neighborhoods uh uses i said hey dude it was it actually was electricity but i was like hey dude i don't I don't control their houses. I control this house. I can't. Yeah. I'm not paying for the neighborhood. I'm paying for my house. And I just yeah, thought that do. was something weird. I was like, how the hell? And actually, they do that. They do that here too for the electricity. It's like during the holiday season, man. I be want to ride around everybody's house. Do do do. Cut them Christmas lights <laughs> off. Do do do. Cut them Christmas lights off. <laughs> you raising my life bill up <laughs> because that's how they do it. It makes no sense. It doesn't because it's based off of my usage, but. When when Christmas time comes and know people are gonna use more power in the summertime people are gonna use more electricity, then that's when they they do that average crap, yep. which is not cool because I don't, you know, nine times nine times ten, I'm not home as much, so I shouldn't be using as much. But you got these people with these elaborate Christmas lights, so the subdivision, um, they, you know, they have the HOA meetings and they were fussing about it and they was like everybody need to cut their stuff off by at least 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Of course, you know they're not doing it and nobody's gonna sit around here and be the, the Christmas light police, but when you get that bill, sometimes you wanna get that whistle and hat out and go knocking on doors. Look here, man, <laughs> cut that mess off. You ain't lying, man, you ain't lying. That's why when we do the Christmas light, we got we get the plug with the automatic timer. So it just yeah. go off like in five hours or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, man, I mean, you think about it, it gets dark about 7.30. You let it run and 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 be jolly for about three hours and then cut that mess off. Man. Yeah. About ten o'clock, shut it down, man. Cause ain't nobody watching that in the middle of the night, unless you just lighting the way for the cat burglar to come through. <laughs> could be, could be. <laughs> so look, speaking of frustration, you know you had Greg Norman um, was on Yahoo Finance Sportsbook podcast, and they got on the topic of Tiger Woods. You know, Tiger had a real a real good journey this this year with his comeback for 2018. You know, his 14-time major winner. You know, this is the first season where he was pain-free. So, you know, he won his first match, and a lot of people were on the tour, was excited about it, and, and, and you know, really pulling for Tiger. But Greg Norman, you know, he offered his praise to Tiger Woods, but he, at the end, but, but through the conversation, you could hear how he had a hint of, you know, irritation of let's not go overboard with this Tiger. We're taking away from everybody else. So my question to you is this. Do you think before Tiger and after Tiger and everything in between, what do you think was the height of golf? Before Tiger, during Tiger, or after Tiger? Man, that's an easy easy question. That was um, during Tiger, man. I mean, Tiger brought all kinds of people to uh start even paying attention to the sport of golf i mean golf has been on for years but nobody watched it because it was so boring like you know they they would turn the channel and be like oh man this golf on again but when tiger came on the scene people watched this dude because 
He made it exciting. He was breaking records in golf that, you know, were set for so long. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, it's people that don't even know the sport of golf that tune in when Tiger plays. So, and just like when he came back, man, it was, it was a big hype. Like, people were actually talking about golf again. When all these other people have won their won the Masters in these past three, couple of years, like, um, I can't even really name them. I, I know what Rory McElroy. He won one or whatever, but like other than that, man, like you can't even name him. But like when Tiger was playing, you could rattle off some golfers' names. But now it's like whatever. Yeah, and I, from and before his injury, you you didn't you always tuned in to Tiger. I mean, even right now, Tiger has in 2018 he started making some cuts. So I find I tend to find myself turning on the golf channel or whatever station the golf that actual that actual actual event was on. And I would watch it. I mean, I wouldn't pay a lot of attention to it, but I would watch to see how the field doing. You know, we both love to play golf. You know, we, we, we're really not that good at it, but we just like to, the scenery and, and just being out there with the camaraderie between each other and competing a little bit and playing the game. Right. So, and he actually, his the height of his career is probably the height of our interest and the height of us really getting out there playing as, as far as African-Americans go. Because before that, you know, you went out there and just hit it around, but you really took it serious by purchasing clubs and different things like that. So I think Greg Norman is missing the point of of how Tiger has taken golf to another another level. And when he's not around, it's just another sport that we just not focusing on. And now that he's back, you know, he won the PGA Tour victory, you know, and I watched the whole thing. I watched it all the way through. Oh yeah, and to, to watch him win, and even even the matches before he didn't win, he came in like third place, he came in fifth place, but but that's the way golf is, you know. You want to see your favorite player compete, and like you said, you know, you you want to see who these, and the only way you got to know these other golfers was because you were tuning in to watch Tiger, and you couldn't help but to learn, you know, a, a McIlroy, VJ Singh, di- these different golfers' names, yep, and that's how you got to know them. So it's kind of a I don't want to say it's kind of a, a racist thing, but I think he's kind of irritated to the fact that so much attention is being put towards Tiger. And I like Greg Numb. Greg Numb was one of the first dudes that really got me to pay attention to golf with golf, the shark, yeah. you know, the whole antic with, with the shark thing and his shirts. And so I, I, I get it, but I also want him to, I want them to acknowledge that golf is better when Tiger is doing well. And in that you can't overlook that. Whether you like it or not, that makes the sport better. I mean, even the paydays. Of, I mean, if we go back and probably look at the paydays before Tiger, I'm more than sure they've increased since then. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think it's um, what Greg Norman. I'm like you. I like Greg Norman, but what he was to me, what he was doing was kind of what a lot of people in sports do when when they feel like. I guess like a player's getting overshadowed and like, look, dude, there's some other player. They'd be like, you know, the game is bigger, is bigger than just one person. You know what I mean? So I, I see from a little, little point that he made, but nah, I don't I mean, agree with that. No, I don't golf, agree with it, but I see golf what is an individual sport. You know what I'm saying? So if everybody, if every individual within that, within that tournament is sucking, you're going to turn a channel. Oh, yeah. So if you, you have that guy, you watch ESPN, you watch the ticker, and it says such and such on a court, on a, he's getting ready to break a course record, blah, blah, blah. You know, you turn it on, you know. So, But it's not like football or basketball when it's a team sport where it takes collectively everybody efforts to make you a winning team. This is golf. You got to accept the good and the bad because nobody was complaining when he was hurt. But now that he's back on the scene and he's actually doing really well, then now you, you start to sit and hear these conversations again. But think about it. Tiger Wood and what's his name? The one, his arch rival. What's the guy named Phil Mickelson? Mickelson, right? Yeah. So they're getting ready to have a, 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 a pay-per-view special. Them playing head-to-head. Pay-per-view. Hmm. I ain't Nobody's know calling Greg Norman or any other golfer to do that because Tiger Woods <laughs> is going to pack the stadium pack the course he's gonna pack the the pay-per-view box and it's, it is what it is and, and you know it's just that old guy syndrome man you know the new guys on this on the scene again and they just don't like it no nah, they it's a form of hate 
they 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 don't like it and but that's what I'm saying. I I see how he tried to come from his point, but it didn't go over good. And like a lot of people turn in, man, because like for so many long for so many years, um, prior to Tiger, golf was known as basically white man. Old white man played golf. Yep. When Tiger came along, he he started a, a surge of everybody from different races, all different ages. And even uh, different sexes, you know, women and men started playing golf because of Tiger, because they were like, oh, this is a dude of, uh, you know, ethnic background that plays golf. Like, oh, we can get out there and play golf, too. You know what I mean? And he bought in such like you say, he bought in a big audience. Now, I don't think I like Tiger, but I don't think I'll be doing a pay-per-view for some golf. Oh, I'm not doing that either. I ain't got that high on it yet, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I don't pay-per-view MMA fights. I don't pay-per-view boxing. So I know for sure I'm not pay-per-viewing golf. Now, am I interested? Am I intrigued by it? Yeah, I'm intrigued. Yes, I am. But I would have to catch the highlights because I'm not paying for that. And I I like the business aspect of it, honestly. But (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but it would be because you think about it. They're arch rival. You know what I'm saying? So for them to go head-to-head, that would be... That would be good TV, but oh, yeah. just you know, if it's twenty bucks, maybe. But if you talking about forty nine ninety five, ninety nine ninety nine, yeah, yeah, you lost <laughs> me on that. One. Nah, but yeah, man, Tiger, Tiger changed the game, man, and um, it's just like any sport. You have your your main players. You know, you got LeBron James. He goes to any team he goes to. It's a big hoo Everybody focuses on that team. It's the big thing in the sport because he's the hot man in the sport, in the in basketball right now, in the world, in basically uh, top five of the, you know, in of athletes in the world right now. And Tiger falls into that category too, even though he has some injuries these past year, he still ranks as one of the least top five best known athletes. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that that's current. So yeah, man, you you can't. But that's in that, but that's in any sport, you know. That's yeah, across all sports, right? And that, and that's what I'm saying. So, I, I think Greg Norman a little little pissed because you know for a couple years it wasn't a, it wasn't Tiger this Tiger that now that Tiger back it's Tiger this Tiger that and you, you know the old guy sitting on the porch like oh hell here come with this Tiger mess again yeah here it come. <laughs> And we we see it too with uh Serena, you know what I mean? They say the same thing about Serena, you know what I mean? Oh, she's too loud on the court. So they always try to find a way to get you to focus on the other players, but the fact is nobody would know those other players if it wasn't for this one player. Exactly. Exactly. And and and, and I'm not I'm not trying to say that it, it's we need to temper our excitement. If you're excited about it, be excited about it. And right. I'm talking to the. I'm not talking to us as the viewers. I'm talking to the players that's playing golf. If you like the man game, don't let him temper your excitement because you like you glad to see Tiger on the scene because you know when he hit the scene and he's doing well, that makes your payday bigger. That makes the audience that views you even more. That means more endorsements for you. More people get to see you play. You know, so it is what it is. Norman, have a seat. <laughs> go play go play the the senior tour and leave leave the young guys alone man hey like i'm a, i'm gonna flip it a little bit like that reporter told lebron tell norman shut up and golf right <laughs> <laughs> you know like pedro martinez used to say there's no crying in baseball there's no crying in golf just shut up and play <laughs> yeah i mean so, it is what it is you know there was an interesting read that I read early today, early this week on blacknews.com. And Serena Williams shed some light on a topic that you think of domestic violence, but she shed some light on what she called domestic abuse, what she called financial abuse. And it was a pretty interesting read that you know, you always, a lot of relationships break up because of financial reasons Number but one you cause. never you never gave it a name you never you never said it was like a symptom you know you just say it just happened that's what it was but 
you know, read the stuff, it was kind of crazy because it reports indicate 99% of domestic abuse cases involve some sort of financial abuse. And we know that to be a fact. We are, we always contributed finance finances to be a fact of someone's breaking up, but we never consider that it's other factors like infidelity and those type of things. And then you think about when they said they're trying to call it financial abuse, they they're you look at it towards where it's more of you know physical abuse, mental abuse, but you really don't put the financial abuse on it. And it really was enlightening to read the article, and we'll post it in, in on Facebook and on different uh, outlets that we that we have so that you guys can read it because it's definitely an enlightened reading. But I wanted to get your idea on how much of this now that it's come to light and, and you have a superstar like Serena to shed light on it, how much of this you think will be magnified more versus other reasons why couples break up or marriages break up? Um, well, based off this, I don't <clears throat> I don't think it'll be magnified because I don't know how many people will actually admit that this, you know, would be the problem. Like far as the financial abuse they may say it may find other ways around it which it'll come back and mean the same thing but i think they'll say you know we we had some money issues or whatever but i don't i don't really feel that this based off this article i don't feel that it's gonna shed too much light and cause things because one of the things that um i know growing up i wasn't taught um like how to manage money so, right. ju- so just think if if my wife was the same then t- wasn't taught how to manage money then we get together uh, when, in retrospect if you go and look at it then we already having problems and you know not even knowing but we already gonna have problems because right. we don't know how to manage money so I don't really see this story breaking too much light on it maybe over time a couple more stories or you put it on somebody's talk show it might get a little bit more um, traction yeah, but they they also went into speaking about uh, how millennials are falling victim to exactly what you're saying. It's like you you're you're being taught reading and writing, but you're not being taught how to write a check. You're not taught money management. Right. And they're saying like 68 percent of millennials um, are already in debt. But by, by the time they get college, college or, or become independent, 68 percent is already in debt. So you're playing from behind and that tends to spill over into your relationship, you know? So if you, you bring in that, you bring in yourself to relationship, but you also, a lot of people don't look at when they get in relationships, they don't look at, you know, what kind of debt you have, you know, you know, you're a good person, but you piss poor manager with money. So how you have all these credit card debts and all this different debt, that once you take that person on, you actually said, I'm taking that debt on as well. Right. And from my perspective, um, we sit down as a family and we pay the bills and we look at finances. It, it's it's a serious business. It's like, you know, knocking on a, like a board meet, do, 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 do. <laughs> finances come to order. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. There's no phones ringing because this is serious, serious business. Because without without that, and, and don't get me wrong, me nor my wife are, 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 how would you say it, are motivated by money. We motivated by happiness more than we are money. So sure. if the bills are paid and, and this month, you know, we just don't have any extra to take the kids out to the movies or do something or take have date night, it is what it is. So I, I don't think, but I think they're, there's something to the madness with this as saying it's financial abuse that when reading these articles they're saying it's one person that's actually controlling all the finances that pays the bills and that takes care of all this stuff and that tends to lead to a person being human you know well i only i'm seeing the finances well i think i get that $40 $40 lunch today, you know, <laughs> they won't know. But then when it comes back around, when it, when, when what's in the dark comes to light, then that's, that's when the animosity starts. I think for me and how I operate and how my wife operate, 
it's a collective agreement. We sit down and we look at it together. Right. If it's extra, we we disperse it, we save, and we do these different things um, as far as finances go. Nothing when it comes to finances is hit, is hitting in the dark. You know, it's all all you know. You do have your savings. She does have her savings. You know, but um, for the most part, the finances are controlled together. No, I, I like when you um when you said that anyway, because I was going to refer back to that when you had mentioned earlier about you and your wife sitting down and uh, paying the bills. And I think that is a smart idea that a lot of couples should take on because me and my wife do something similar. We don't sit down and pay it together, but every other every month we switch. So like she may pay the bills this month, then I pay the bills. But we always having that constant talk. And then, you know, we got a little spreadsheet where we keep everything and I'll send it to her and she'll send it to me. And the the reasoning behind that, which is uh, like you doing you all together. But the reason behind that is um. I always tell her like I don't want to be that type of guy that say like I'm just gonna pay the bills I got it because if something happens to me I need you to go on and I need you to know what to do and not be like well right. he used to pay all the bills I don't know what to do now my daughters are sitting here trying to figure out how to help you pay the bill I'm not trying right. to put a burden on you know people when I leave so I think it's imperative that couples sit down and um do that and I, I work in a job where um where one time I had to do um, this thing that we we talked about resilience and it was while I was in Japan and what was happening is a lot of the American guys were marrying these um, foreign, you know, these Japanese girls and they they were getting in trouble for abuse because they weren't giving these Japanese girls any money. Like these girls were marrying these guys, but they were more deprived than when they met these dudes because intentionally they weren't giving them any money. So these dudes were getting in trouble big time. So I've seen it and I, I just I just don't understand how you can do that uh, to somebody you quote unquote love, you know. There's a thin line between love and hate. So, you know, there's that money is the root of all evil. And I was reading that, you know, it, it guided me over to Huffington Post and they had seven steps to help victims of financial abuse to break free. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I know I, I didn't think that this situation was as bad as they make it out to be. But reading these and then reading some case studies, I mean, there are some, I guess it can be abusive. I guess it is a form of abuse where one person just hoards all the money. And, and like you said, with those uh, having those brides from overseas that they're controlling the whole situation and nobody wants to be wants to be felt like they're being controlled right. you want to feel like you're a part of it you want to feel like you know you have a say into this growth or, or even a failure if it fails you want to say you want to leave a relationship and say it didn't work you don't want to leave it amicable you know you want to say hey I didn't do my part you didn't do your part we need to go our separate ways you know you don't want to especially when you got kids involved you don't want you want to be able to separate and co-parent on a even playing field you know you want to have that good relationship because i never looked at finances like this and then reading this stuff it makes me take another look at it because in our relationship finances has never been an issue right you know what i'm saying even our personal relationship hasn't really been an issue we i, I can't remember the last time my wife and I had an argument about anything that was that sustained for days on end. Like I have friends that, you know, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. How's the wife doing? I don't know. I had talked to her in three days. What? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't have that. I don't have that problem. Knock on wood. But to see, I can see how these different aspects Will, will put a strain on a relationship, but I didn't know it was that severe. And then, you know, big shots out to Serena to, to bring it to light because, again, we're talking about it. I, I thought it was an interesting uh, topic because I never looked at finances like that. And sometimes, you know, you don't understand it until you walk in my shoes. So I definitely wanted to take the time out and, and get your point of view on it to see how, how this can impact somebody others and get your point of view on it. Yeah, and and I mean, I'm glad it is coming to light because it is, from what I've seen, it is starting to be a, a epidemic or I don't want to say epidemic, but a trend. But I'm kind of curious as to how 
because it didn't give any detail when I looked over it, how Serena came about knowing about this. Because you wouldn't think someone in Serena's position who has money would have this problem. So it, it had to be something personal to her that somebody had this problem. And that's why she's shedding light on it. Because I just I was just curious yeah. about that fact, you know, but it is uh, it is astonishing on how. You know, like like I said, you you wouldn't think that couples would be going through this where somebody would be like withholding money from your spouse or dictating, oh, you can't spend this. I mean, I understand if y'all trying to reach a goal and you like, hey, don't spend this money on these shoes. And they, it, but once again, like we the whole thing we've been saying, once again, they're communicating that. But just to withhold stuff and I don't know, man. Like that is a form of abuse, most definitely. Yeah. So. And I, and I definitely wanted to bring it bring it to light because you know October is the, ve- the domestic violence month, so I definitely want to touch on something because touch on this in particular because most people, like I said before, most people think of you think of domestic violence, you think of physical abuse. Yeah, you know nobody they don't think about the the mental abuse. If you're if you're over here fussing and and cussing and berating your your significant other that's a form of abuse too that's you know that's verbal abuse so there's all different types of abuse and being that it's october uh, domestic violence month i want everybody to to take a time out and and, and acknowledge it and research and, and educate one another about it um it's this is an ongoing thing this is this should never stop but i just wanted to be able to, to to bring it to light and, and give you guys something to think about, something to chew on, that there's other forms of, viol- of domestic violence besides just the physical form. And if you need help, please do reach out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Um, they're open 24-7 to take your calls if you need some help or just need to find some resources. Um, their number is 1-800-799-7233. Um, if you need it, don't be ashamed to take it and, and get the help that's needed. But I won't drag the show down with that, but I definitely want to touch base with that a little bit because, uh, like I said, if, if you're not walking in those shoes, you, you tend to, to ignore it and you tend not to affect you. So I definitely want, because it's October and it's National uh, Domestic Violence Month, I definitely want everybody awareness to be heightened. And like I said, big shout out to Serena to, to bringing it to the forefront. Look at you, man. Tell them, don't suffer in silence. Speak don't suffer up. in silence, definitely, bro, for real. But getting back on to the lighter note of things, we got back on a serious topic. <laughs> but this is kind of not even a lighter note. This is this is serious too. Um, I want to play this clip for you guys. It was a mother. The situation was the daughter went out all night, had a good time. Now, don't get me wrong, she was of age and she can do that, but you know how it goes. If you live under my house, you you abide by my rules. And the mother was 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 angered because she would let the daughter back into the home and the daughter wanted to get her stuff and she called the police. So let me play this clip for you guys so that you can hear the incident. It, it, it's about five minutes long. So we're going to play a, a, a snippet of it and we'll post it on Facebook and everywhere else so that you guys can hear it. But I definitely want to get your opinion on it. And let's play the clip and then me and Smash get into it. I give you your stuff. You don't need them to get your stuff. You just trying to prove a sorry ass fucking point because you went out and had you a little good little time last night. Did you? Did you enjoy it? Did this man don't even know what the fuck you did? But he judging me. Another, that's what I can't stand about black people. That's what I can't stand about black people. You got your foot in my door knowing that's illegal. You know that's illegal. You, you can't. Her, you want to go get her stuff? I get her stuff, but don't tell me when I'm going to go get it, because I birthed her and you one there. You didn't help me raise this child, so you can't tell me what the hell to do about her. I'm in my house. I am in my house. Y'all disrespecting me. Dude got his fucking feet in my shit. All right, man. So now you, you heard the clip. You, you, you got the backstory of, of how this played out. What is your stance on this? Was the mother right or was the mother wrong? for taking a stance the way she did when the cops came to the door. Man, I'm I'm not torn on this, but I got I've, I've got a lot of mixed feelings. I, I watched that thing when you when you first sent it to me. I watched it twice. Then I went back and watched it again because I had mixed feelings because on one on one hand, I understand what she's saying. Like it's the old 
parent, mother, old black mom rule. You know, you live, as long as you stand under my house, you're going to abide by the rules that I live by. You know what I'm saying? I I get it. But where I, the only thing that, that threw me off in this whole thing, and um, there's a part where she is speaking to the cops, the police, and she's telling them, telling him, well, talking to her daughter, but indirectly talking to the cops saying, um, you just want to, he just want to have sex with your fine, fine A, you know what I mean? I'm like, wait a minute, like what, what, how did that switch? And that's, that's what threw me off. Cause I was like, what is she talking about? And that's where I, I was getting the like, okay, like she going off on something else when she was partially right. So I still got mixed feelings. I, I, I don't know how I feel. I don't know if I like the way she went off but at the same time i understand it i, I got mixed feelings bro <laughs> listen the the part that you speak of you right it was like a tangent but when you anger when you when you speaking out of anger and you figure out speaking out of disappointment who knows what's going to come out your mouth you're just trying to articulate what you're trying to say and you're right that was just like a a crazy moment for her but i'm in a hundred percent agreeing with with this woman um, this is my house and you're my child you, you're not to the point where I don't care if you're 21 years old I don't care if you're 22 years old I don't care if you're 33 years old if you're living under my roof and, and I guess her rule was everybody needs to be inside before us at a certain time and if you if you go against this rule there's gonna be consequences and repercussions <laughs> you know damn so, so it was <laughs> <laughs> so I understand her her argument now what i don't like is i don't like how the police the police officer it's not a domestic violence issue because i'm in my own home okay i'm i'm in my house minding my own business my, my daughter called me she didn't like what i had to say because she wasn't abide by my rules so you gotta accept this and we'll talk about it later let me calm down let you calm down but she just the, the daughter being young being pissed off, called the police. The police shows up at the door. Totally wrong for the police, to, the, the black police officer, to sit there and put his foot in that woman's door. Is that By wrong? No means. Be civil with me, you know. And you, you don't get to, you don't get to see the. We didn't get to see the beginning of how it all culminated. But for some reason, that officer, she said that that officer come to my door, knocking on my door with an attitude. You know, you don't know the whole story. So. But that's my that's my question for you, Goldie. Is it is he wrong for keeping his foot Yo, right he's here? He's definitely wrong, hundred percent wrong. And why you say that? Though? Why you say because that? Because there was nothing in that home that 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 had precedent for him to do something like that, right? The mother, the daughter called the mother. The the daughter called the mother. I mean, the daughter called the police to come to the resident. It's not like somebody was being abused in the house where it called for him to actually have to go to that that length to put his foot in the door, right? That's her resident. Okay. I don't have to give you nothing out of my home because because you called the police on me and I'm in my home. I'm supposed to open my door for you. I didn't have to. She didn't have to open the door. Yeah, she didn't have to open the door, but I, I think by law i think you have to allow if someone stays there i think you have to allow them a chance to go in and get their stuff i mean so i don't know i because i was a little confused about that one too like i said this whole story had me mixed feelings when i watched this video yeah but for me like the woman said you walk to my door the first thing that you walk to my door it's like he took the side of the daughter you walk to my door with an attitude you get what I'm saying? It's not like you walked, you came to my door and you were like, you know, excuse me, Mr. Goldie, um, your daughter's out here and, and she's she's complaining about, she want to get her stuff. Um, do you mind coming outside and we, we can discuss this? Or you mind if we come inside and we discuss this so we can come to some kind of resolution for this situation? It wasn't like that. You know, and, and don't get me wrong, she was angry, she was upset, she was pissed off. Yeah, she was. And she was being a, you know, that angry black woman. But at the same time, this is my house. And I, I'd be dang yeah. if, if I'm gonna let one of my children, this is my rules, you know my rules, and, and if you can't abide by them, then you have to wait 
you on my time. I'm not on your time. I'm not, I'm not moving on your time. You're moving on my time. You know, and at the end of the at the end of the video, you saw that mother-daughter respect come out because she says, uh, you, you're not coming in here. Baby, you call me when you get calm. I'm gonna call you when I get calm, and we're gonna we're gonna hash this out. Don't let this man come between, don't let this man be the demise of our relationship because you just because you did wrong. You know, and and that's the dynamic that I think that we that we both are missing is that it's that woman's house. And you can't tell me what, what to do yeah. do in my house. No, I, I agree it's her house and I and I know that the, the daughter was wrong for one calling the police, but at <laughs> I know she was just scared that she was finna get that beat down. <laughs> so she yeah. called the police so, so she could uh bypass that ass looking she was yeah, about to both get. The, Cause she seemed like she the mama that that ain't gonna take no stuff. Yeah, I can't hear nothing that you saying, but you broke my rule and and that comes with a form of, of, of needing to have communication and, and have some type of um dialogue with your children to be able to to come to some kind of amicable decision to where, okay, this is what we're going to do. But, like you said, we don't know the, the backstory. We don't know how many times this little girl did this. You know what I'm saying? You don't know. Yeah. You just don't know her frustration because as a parent, we can sit here and talk to our kids a thousand times. And if that kid re- continuously wants to be rebellious and continuously wants to do what they do, then you didn't try to talk to them nicely you didn't argue at them, you know. You just sat down and, and and let them get their way to a certain extent to see if they learn their way, that learn the the mistakes of their own actions. And that just seemed that just sounded like a frustrated parent to me. And that just just balled over to the point where you have the nerve to want to call the police. You know, when you put the police in this situation, they are not going to have an understanding because this didn't call for that. And I and to me, I don't think that situation called for that you want to stay out all night you want to be grown as a parent i'm letting you be grown you stay out there you get your stuff on my on my terms not on not having putting a putting a man in the middle to make me do something that i know i'm rightfully not in the wrong for not doing oh yeah like if she yeah if she stayed out all night she knows she was in the wrong i just need a little bit more context behind this whole situation but Everybody, I mean, I've known, I know I've seen, you've either seen a mother hit their child, you've been the child that's been hit by your mom, but I, I know one thing, I saw that look that when you know you about to get hit, that little girl had, like she yep. knew that if she got close to her mom, she was going to get hit, and you felt yep. it in the mom's voice too, like I was like, oh, she stepped close, she going to get it, and that, that little girl knew, so she, that, I mean, all I knew was that girl was just trying to avoid that ass with me. And she just, she was just trying to, she thought calling the police, she'd be smart. And she didn't know how crazy mom's crazy was. And mom started going off on the cops and she was like, oh, yeah. no. Remember the sister was in there and the sister was telling us, <laughs> yeah. telling us, the, uh, her, telling her sister, look, chill. You, you, almost ain't saying like, you know how mama get. And you know she probably haven't seen Mama get with the police, but she don't care. I mean, I, and I feel, and I feel <laughs> right. the mom, and that's why I say I'm on her side because I think I would feel the same way because I think that was partially anger, partial betrayal. You know what I'm saying? Part of frustration on the mom's part, and 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 a kid, a lot of kids, man, they don't, they only think of point A to point B. They don't think of how every action has a reaction. And I don't think she thought yeah. that her mom would. She fig- I, f- I think she figured her mom would humble herself and go to police here, so I'm gonna get my weight. Nah, sit little yeah. little mama. Mom is <laughs> mom is a G. <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't having it at all. <laughs> but I got I gotta give it I gotta give it to a little respect to the cop on on a certain level as well because when she slammed that door on him. I just knew he when he pushed it back open. I just knew he was gonna be like, "All right, I'm arresting you for assaulting the yeah. officer," because that's how they do yeah. something little like that. And she and if you if you remember, she was saying stuff like that. She was like, you know, like that's what's gonna happen. They're gonna arrest me or something. She was saying like that to the fact like you done called these people and basically what you just said. You know, you gonna cause another action to happen over here. And so I was just 
that was the whole part I was hoping like, okay, I know they had a dispute mom and daughter, but I just hope that the mom don't get arrested, get dragged out of his house. Cause the uh, white police officer, he was just standing back. I was actually surprised he was standing back just watching, but I guess he said, well, shit, if she going off on this brother like this, what's she going to do yeah. to me? And, 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 <laughs> and, and, and you're right about that. And, and definitely give kudos to those officers for having really good military bearing because I, I would have been like, you know what, hold up, sister. You didn't, it wouldn't have even been about police being a police <laughs> officer at that point. You know, you just stuck, you just started standing this door, this door on my foot. This, this above being a police officer at this point. Um, hence why I never be a police officer. I ain't got time for to play no cops and robbers and dealing with that kind of stuff because my temperament is not exactly. that good to be able to, to withstand that. But definitely, that definitely shows, and you're right, that's definitely a, another aspect to look at it. And a lot of police officers can take a lot from that video as well that, you know, try to be try to be that person that de-escalate the situation, not escalate it to the point where um, it could have, it could have, easily turn violent within the first two minutes of oh, that yeah. video so yeah you definitely right um i'm not taking that i'm not taking anything away from anybody in this situation but i'm just i'm on the side of the mother just for the simple fact that i can hear her frustration i can hear the anger i can hear the disappointment in her voice um to her child and and it should never be it should never ever come to the point where you have to put the man in the middle of a situation like that where we can't come to communicate with each other to be able to come to some resolution and and that just it just falls into play to what we're talking about um with domestic violence it don't just happen to male female couples um that violence happens between siblings between you know anybody if, on a domestic yeah. type of situation so um that was just a situation that I think that could have been handled well could have been handled better but it could have been a lot worse too oh yeah it definitely could have been a lot worse i i was just happy that it didn't end worse and i'm hoping that later on they sat down and talked and this little girl learned her lesson and i i mean it's just so much i want to know like where was you planning on going once you got your stuff like <laughs> where was you at the night before like i got a lot of questions like mom was going off i got questions like that you finna answer like where was your little stink ass at when you were trying where were you last night you weren't trying to get up in the house like you is now you know what i mean like i that's what i would have been yeah because and, you know in the video she said you know you're not telling these people the whole like we played the clip you're not telling these people the whole situation you know you're just telling them a war is me situation my mama got my stuff and she won't let me get my stuff blah 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 but at the same time you know, I want to know too. Where were you? What kind of party was? <laughs> you know how your mama act, and this what this mama not acting like that on a, on on a a one time one off type situation. No, that's how she act all <laughs> know, the right? time. My daughter was like, all "You know time. how mama get." <laughs> <laughs> but you you said the, you said the girl of age. She looked young, man. I, I I don't know. I was like, man, she looked pretty young. So that's why I thought the mom was going off too, because I thought she was like maybe 15, 16. But and I don't know because it, it's well because she said get in your car. You never you can't tell you these days. Be, you may be sleeping with the man and and all this kind of stuff. I I don't know, man. It's just a, a situation that that I look at and and it's just it's just weird. I just thought it was intriguing to just see this whole thing <laughs> unfold because as a parent man you know you know you go through your 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 trials and tribulations with your kids and i remember me being rebellious as a kid and i remember my mom telling me call the police you know call them what you gonna yep. do you know if you go back to the chris to the the mother's day episode and my mom even spoke on it you know when i did call them you know she didn't get mad she didn't get angry <laughs> she was like you can take him and the woman threw the woman back Wait a minute, what you mean take him? You can have him. He wanna go, he can go. You know? So I understand the frustration, but you know, for every action is a reaction. And and if you know that that's how the person is, then you need not poke the bear. You you might want to try to try to take another avenue to actually get your point across and and, and listen to your parents, man. Cause at the end of the day, you know, we weren't born this big. You know, so we do know a little something, something. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing, man. And I think that's the one thing my mom would tell you I probably she didn't think I was listening to her but I listened to everything that she said when I was growing up but 
because I didn't want to fall in those uh, pitfalls that they, because I knew they had came before me, so I knew they knew what they were talking about. And I think that's what a lot of kids don't realize. Like, dude, we were your age. Right. <laughs> we tried all this dumb stuff that you're doing now. We already tried. We failed at some, succeeded at others. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but overall, like, just listen to me, because every parent want better for their kid than what they exactly. have. Exactly. So, but yeah i'm 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 curious once we put this out there i want to hear the feedback from the listeners and see what they got to say because i think this might be a hot topic if everybody jump in and get involved yeah because this it was i mean i was captivated by it it's just and it it was from a parent perspective for me for me it was from a parent perspective because i understand the frustration and i understand i can hear the frustration going on in her voice and but yeah i mean a lot of times you want you just want better for your children you see you see them falling into these pitfalls whether it be peer pressure or whether it just just being ornery or just trying to do things their way and, and it's just to the point where you just like i want to throw my hands up but i love you so much that i gotta keep fighting through this with you you know right yeah that's just parenting man yeah it don't come with a book that doesn't come with a handbook but there are books out there but when you read it you like <laughs> that, that don't, don't work, work. <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna work you know they teach you how to change diapers how to burp a baby how to ch- you know understand colic and all that kind of stuff but when they come down to them yeah when they come down to them teenage years every teenager has their own idiosyncrasies about themselves they got their own little issues that's going on some mirror others but then they come up with them the ones that you like scratch your head like <laughs> man I didn't thought you didn't did it all but this was a new one for me I know right <laughs> they do come up with them well, I tell you. but you know we coming to the end of the show any, any closing words Man, like I mean, basically the same way we started off the show, man. Hope everybody's safe out here in this uh the storm that Hurricane Michael. Um, I gotta actually call my family members when we get off here and check on them and make sure everything's kosher with them. So uh hope everybody's safe, man. That's that's about it, really. No doubt. And then for me again, I definitely wanna acknowledge that this is October, it's domestic violence month once again. Um, nobody needs to suffer in silence. If you have a friend, you're not doing your friend or loved ones any 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 favors by allowing them to suffer through these, this type of violence, whether it be financial, mental, or physical violence. There are people out here to help them, and there are reasons, always to to get them out of that situation. And I know it's hard, and I know it's tough that you love. They love that 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 person that's inflicting this violence on them. But again, reach out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 1-800-799-7233, because this is definitely an issue that's always ongoing, but there's definitely ways to get up out of it um, in a safe and amicable way. So with that being said, much love, and we out. Peace. We have returned to claim the pyramid. Partying on the mothership, I am the mothership connection. Get down in 3D, light year groove. Well, all right, you hear the noise, ain't nobody but me and the boy.